0: stories that matter studios i'm nance haxton and this is the streets of your town the podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theater of the mind highlighting a different slice of australian life each episode not often that a live show stops you in your tracks, makes you assess your life as it stands and challenges the way you view those around you. But Chasing Smoke by Casa Circus does just that. The evocative and triumphant performance by Australia's only Indigenous contemporary circus ensemble was one of the standout performances of this year's Woodford Folk Festival in an exceptionally crowded program. It's about to go on tour around Australia and ultimately to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Humour and satire mix playfully with incredibly challenging physicality and stunts. But perhaps the most gut-wrenching moments are those when the Indigenous cast open up in their own words about their personal journeys discovering their Aboriginality. During a workshop, the performers held to teach their skills to lucky participants at Woodford. I was lucky enough to speak to the visionary director of Casa Circus and Chasing Smoke, Natano Fa'anana. Natano, thank you for joining us on Streets of Your Town. Thanks for
1: having me, Nance.
0: Tell me a little bit about your journey and how long you've been involved with circus.
1: Ah, Okay, so compared to most who usually start from childhood... As, as young as five, like my co-directors, they've been doing it since they were kids. I actually discovered it only later in life. But um, yeah, it's been, a, 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 let's just say, it's been 10 years in, so far, my career uh, in circus, but I've, uh, I've jam-packed a lot in there, you know. I felt like I had, I, I'm had making up for lost time. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, basically it was one of those things where I loved art, I love art, I love being creative and I love physicality and having this combination was the perfect fit.
0: Tell us a bit about the troupe that you're with. Do you call it a troupe or a group? Yeah,
1: a company. Well, a company, company is called Casa Circus, mm. and the show of which you saw is yeah. Chasing Smoke. Um, it's
0: quite uh, distinctive, isn't it, from other... I mean, I've seen quite a few circus shows over the years, but this is just really searing commentary as well at the same time. I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm really, really quite proud of this work. I'm quite proud of the performers, and I'm, I'm really... I'm excited about the reactions that we're getting as a result. Um, we Being set packed out... Packed houses every night? Packed houses and standing ovations. Up here at Woodford? And, um, yeah, lots of lots of beautiful uh, feedback and, and just people moved. Um, you know, it's a circus show, so, we, yeah, there's a joy, there's a high physicality, there's the skills in there and the ta-da factor, Um but also what's important, Chasing Smoke being an all-Indigenous cast, it was important for us to discuss some issues um, and, and topics and uh, things that the six performers all feel they need to discuss. Uh, so it's been a, a, an, ex- an interesting process. We, Like we said, we wanted to entertain the audience in circus, but we also wanted to inform. So Chasing Smoke is the first um, touring all-Indigenous contemporary circus, which is
0: pretty exciting
1: it's really exciting it's 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 also annoying you know it's it's taken this long to get (laughs) one and all but now we have one so great Um, how did
0: you all find each other mm,
1: so circus oz Mm. it's a company in melbourne yeah Yeah, Yeah. they have a black flip program so i came on to Mm. um be the lead trainer on that uh 2016 and uh, i came on with the premise that if i was going to do it i wanted to have a show outcome and Chasing Smoke was the show outcome out of that two-week. Oh, sorry, it was a four-week project. And uh, we premiered the show in Boy Festival in 2017, of which we won a Green Room Award yep. for last year. And uh, my company are now the custodians of, of the work, so we, t- my company, the Circus, took on Chasing Smoke mm-hmm. from Circus Oz, uh, which is really exciting, and it's a perfect yeah. fit for us. So we're, we're a little company, but we've got we got kick, you know, <laughs> we have got grunt. And we don't. Um, and we want to make work that is. That reflects the times, reflects the, the the commentary that is often discussed in amongst our circles in, in Australia, mm. um, and it's an interesting thing because contemporary circuses generally like tricks and tadas and tricks and tadas, and so it's a, high, it's, a it's a fine balance of trying to figure out how do you insert the, the you know the stab the cub, stab the audience with this
0: yeah. with these subjects. Well, and it is really interwoven throughout, isn't it? How did you? script this. I mean, to, to mm. kind of get that light and shade must have been tricky.
1: It was really tricky, mm. um, but also it was also easy. Basically, I wanted to make a show that reflects the, 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 the six individuals. I wanted it to be about them. I, I'm not, and I don't speak on behalf of all indigenous mm. people. It's not my place. But what I can do is comfortably facilitate the stories of these six individuals. Mm. And thankfully, these six individuals' stories resonate with the greater population of Australia, especially the Indigenous uh, folk, especially the young Indigenous. It's been a phenomenal journey so far. Just watching some of the school shows that we've done, you know, kids crying because they yeah. they they it appeals to them. Some of the you know we talk about the fair skin um, Aboriginality, which is an issue. It's an issue both with uh, the some of the individuals in the cast in terms of the white community and also with the black community. You're you're too black in the white community, and you're too white in the black community in some and cases. And you were
0: uh, handed out Lavington's at the end yes. just to get that through, and That's the kids not. loved that. I mean, is there an aspect of that too that perhaps, because I know the children that I was with were really moved uh, by that and particularly the story of one of your performers who doesn't know her tribe and is still looking, still sh- looking. the, the chicken, mm. children were really moved by that but yeah. then to get the Lamingtons at the end and they're eating them and everything I suppose it's multi-layered and this is something yes. that they might process as they grow up
1: well that's right and then, you know that was okay. fun we wrote the script for that for that final speech um, and we're trying to you know not alienate any of our mm. white friends we've got white friends and family you know yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't like to point what we do like to acknowledge is uh, some of the travesties of the past, so we don't repeat them. But at the end of the day, we love everyone, you know, and we want a positive future. And so, just to put context to the to the listeners, um, I think the lines of the, the Lamington context is that <laughs> the sponge cake is our is our history, our chocolate goodness is our <laughs> fella stories, the coconut sprinkles are our white families. And if you cut deep enough, we all bleed the same jam.
0: Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And uh, particularly that performer at the end. um, And she summarised that so well and how I think that white Aboriginality, as you referred to, is a product of government policies. And people perhaps forget that. It's not making excuses, but hey, you know, this is what created it.
1: Well, absolutely. And I didn't know half of it when I was making the show. I did a lot of research... To support some of the the concepts and, and themes that I wanted in the show, and all the, in doing that, I've found some horrible stories. Yeah, the government was responsible for trying to breed out Aboriginal people, and it's and some people just didn't even know that. But it, that happened. But also, you know, as, as Lara in the show discusses, some of the fair skin is actually a direct result of love. You know, because her her father is a very you know he is a black fella, Afro, and his mum is her mum is a an English rose. You know, redhead. Uh, fair skin lady and it's beautiful you know and they're in love it's so yeah it's been it's been a fun journey trying to to reflect these individuals
2: we are black
0: brown and beige but we are undeniably aboriginal and proud Woo-hoo! there is no such thing as crashes we are not half blood we are not we blood, we are not mud blood, quadroon,
2: octoroon, we are not percentages, we are aboriginal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we are also English, Irish, Scottish, Samoan, Vanuatuan, Solomon Islander, Hungarian Jew, Māori, and we are proud of that too. Us. Our families came together out of love And the power to choose should
1: never be taken from anyone A wonderful moment happened last night Where we had the elders, so the Jinabata elders came to the show and they were Because that's
0: from, the land we're on here it would That's at the Woodford.
1: land we're on, yes um, And so that wasn't a particularly... Um, um, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety because you just don't know how it's, the show's going to be taken. We, we really tackle some issues.
0: And you're a guest on their land, really? And
1: we're yeah. a guest on the land. But I think it was safe to say that they they approved. They, mm. I mean, I've never seen it before, but basically, as they did the curtain call, six performers were taking their vows, and then Uncle Ken, who's the elder, And and some of the aunties just got up out of their seats and walked to the stage and grabbed the cast and gave a big hug. So it was so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, really... Yeah, just having some really beautiful experiences and and reactions and... um, and yeah, and, and commentary from the general public here. This is
0: such a new approach. That's why I really wanted to get you on the podcast. Can you tell us a bit about? Oh yeah. Um, even I think of the the rope sequence. You wouldn't think mm. that some that, that amazing physicality of your performer climbing up that rope, but mm. but that also had a message as well.
1: Yeah. So that in that <laughs> in that piece, um, Harley is um, he's an aerialist. We wanted to tell the story of songlines about how these you know the journey of the song lines can carry you through throughout the, the landscape through the land and keep on going just through song and, and through storytelling preceding the rope act is the all five other performers so there's six in the cast there's yeah. so the five others were with the coolerman were drawing their song lines of which they all merge to this one line that's the common story that they all have which is their pride and so then that is executed by a rope act by Harley and uh, you know that's his act was—it's just there's nothing to it. It's not a massive tada, but also the this, the, the, the massive um, feats that he's able to execute—they're really difficult, and it's really quite a yes. different act. It's not yeah. like a drop, wrap up, drop. That's oh,
0: how he pulled himself up! Yeah, must be five meters in the air, basically, yes. with well, nothing but his yeah. own arms.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah no it's um, amazing and the, and the dancing mm. I know the children that I was with as well commented on this that they loved the way that the the girls in the troupe that your amazing female performers mm. communicated their stories through dance and it seemed to have more impact I think by that
1: yes so going back to what you were saying before mm. I forgot to mention that like mm. the process was actually quite interesting because I was I was given the task of making a circus show but the reality is there aren't a great deal of indigenous people who can do circus and that's what we're trying to forge more opportunities so what we did have was Jack who's an actor or actor trained uh, so is Lara um, theatre background Ali and Pearl dancers, and, and then Dylan and Harley is circus so there was this you know, it wasn't about going. I'm going to force you to be a circus performer. It was actually capitalising on the skills that they have as natural storytellers with, with what they, what they have. So, um, the girls are trained. Pearl and um, Elia trained at ACBA, so it's the Aboriginal Centre of Performing Arts in Brisbane, and that's where they met. So they, they are keen dancers. As a lot of the Indigenous folk I know, just natural, beautiful movers. And that's how they like to express themselves through their dance. You know, get them to talk on a mic like this, not so good. Get them to tell a story through movement, tell a massive story, you know.
0: Well, they did an amazing job and I loved even the condensed stories. Was that each of the actors reading that or did you get someone else to voice?
1: That's their own voices. I
0: mean, that was really powerful and I think you could tell there was an authenticity there.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Um, It was an interesting... Uh, task of making that. Actually, this was one of the mm-hmm. my favorite discoveries about Chasing Smoke was we were running short of time making the show, and also I was feeling like we were lacking um, a bit. The heart was there, but it wasn't it wasn't gutsy enough, and it wasn't personal enough. So literally on the tech day of the opening night, the, oh, at the, right. the premiere, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I um I went. We had a recorder, and I was like, you know what? I think he just everyone. What's going to record your voices? The movement piece that we had, it was just blank. and They were just moving. But I said, no, we need a landscape. We need a soundscape to accompany that. And So they all just spoke and just blah, Yeah. told a story, just a little bit of themselves. And that was it. And so that, that became the soundscape for each of the individual stories. And it was interesting because they all were like, this is what I want to tell. Yeah. This is how I identify as an Aboriginal person. Dylan is a second-generation circus performer for his mum, but also a Wiradjuri man loves his culture but and belongs to two two tribes the circus and Rudri and Pearl as we discussed earlier is unfortunately through the government wasn't her her family history stops and is lost. Mm. And so she's but she's constantly on search looking for it. And you and through ACPA and through this show in fact there are people coming out going, hey, I might know your family.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think it shows the power of the voice, doesn't it? And perhaps Absolutely. the power of the combination of all those factors, so the physicality of circus, the voice, dance, all of that just brings the message home to people.
2: I remember the story when I was going through a very hard time in my life. I went for a bushwalk and I started to pray to my ancestors. As I'm praying, i felt these strong tingles all over through my body. like particles rushing through my whole body. I felt that this big barrier around me was my ancestors there. From that day on for a week, three red-tailed black-clunga-twos began to follow me. And they followed me from tree to tree. I was walking down the street. I was an hour away that following me and... My girlfriend at the time even said, you know, those three cockatoo's, they're following us. And I knew it was the same ones because there was always this one cockatoo who was, like, a bit clumsy, and whenever he landed, he'd, like, bathe into the trees, and he was, like, funny, and reminded me of myself, like, you know, a clown. Later on, I found out that the tail black cockatoo was my totem, so, you know, that was my family coming to visit through my totem, my spirituality, like this, and then it made me realize that we may not have all our cultural practices, we may not have our dances, or our language, or everything else that we used to have before colonization, but we do still have our dream. It is here, it is below us, in the ground, it is in our atmosphere all around us, and it is in the skies above us. Our ancestors, are here. Our culture is not just something we practice physically it is in our DNA, it is our spirituality and it can never ever ever be taken away from us. It is a part of who we are. It is our spiritual history. It's, it's pretty challenging too, is
1: it? Yeah, so we don't like to alienate our audiences yeah. what we want to do is educate and inform oh. and 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 gift them with their with the individual stories, um, but also and also just tell them that this is this is the plight, this is the issues we face, and it's not to say you're blame, but just know, and if possible, help.
0: Yeah, you know? and you're taking it to Edinburgh this year. Yes, I
1: see. yes, we are. I'm exciting. Yeah. So that's in August. This August, year. yes. Yeah. Of course,
0: but later. Yeah. It's
1: a big move. Um, mm. being, doing the big jump internationally, but you know, there's a lot. There's a great interest. We my mm. company casters works a lot in Europe in the UK and once they heard that we Chase the Smoke was uh, was happening through our company they were, there's this, this massive push for it, they were like bring it over bring it over, so yeah, it's it's time we, we had to just, we couldn't rush it because as a small young company in terms of Chase the Smoke itself I didn't want to uh, throw them in the deep end, that's often the case, we needed to formulate a, a strong bond with each other be a tight ensemble and and Get we have this philosophy in uh saying in casa circus the twenty three hours outside of that one hour one hour show are more important, so you need to learn to live with each other, care for mm. each other, so just one hour is perfect you know
0: a pretty intense environment it's by the sound a very, of it when you 're all traveling together yes,
1: exactly, yeah.
0: So circus is far from dead, by the sound of it. For anyone who had any doubts, this is like the new iteration oh, of it, in it yeah, as well.
1: Absolutely, and Brisbane has got a phenomenal reputation worldwide. I don't know, mm. not a mm, lot of, not a lot of great. Uh, sorry, not a great deal of um, Queenslanders or Brisbane folk can actually know that Brisbane has one of the best reputations worldwide oh, in terms of the contemporary circus. Mm. Yeah, so we have Circa, which is a, a the world's premier uh, contemporary circus. It's you know, it boasts I don't know. Twenty or so mm. cast members, full time, and and works that are beautiful. We've got company too: Scotch and Soda, and Sediment, and um, Casa Circus, Chasing yes. Smoke, and Driftwood, and Knee Deep. So, in uh, briefs now playing in Leicester Square in London. Um, yeah, it's it, we've got a really great reputation, and we're really proud of that. Um, it's it's hard work. We're still yet to be recognised as a as a, a true. In my what perceived my opinion of the government is it doesn't. View circus as a serious art form, although
0: I think this show surely defies that or challenges uh, that.
1: Yeah, know. we certainly are challenged. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it was, yeah, incredible. I just felt like I was, I had to go and think for a while afterwards, great, you know, and process it all.
1: May I ask, yeah. what, what did you get? What did you? What was your reactions? What were your feelings? I mean,
0: it's not like... I mean, I, I felt like I knew it, that I knew a lot of this story from my work as a journalist and I've worked in Aboriginal communities, but just to have it presented from the people who live it yeah. was, yeah, really amazing. Not to read it third-hand, not to hear about it from some other mm. expert to hear it from people who live it
1: yeah incredible
0: Incredible. that's great that's so thank you so much for putting the show together I wonder how it'll go over on overseas audiences do you wonder
1: Um, we're going to adapt the show there is a lot of uh, subject matter that even in Australia some people don't know um, in terms of context you know Mm. um, some of the history of Australia Mm. uh, in terms of indigenous culture so we're going to have to adjust it to what degree I'm not sure Mm. but we will work on that this year uh, just so there's an understanding, but um, yeah, we're pretty excited. We're we're nervous, you know. It's a big it's a big jump, but mm. you, we want to also like we want to educate the Australian audiences and and the general public, and we also want to do that overseas.
0: What sort of reaction have you had from audiences here in Australia? Have have you had some a uh, varied? Oh reactions? yes, really? varied. Yeah, I, mean, I love
1: that. I love that. There are mm. some people that are just sort of like oh, I just don't. I don't get it. And that's that's fine if you don't, you know, to a degree. But but thankfully, the majority of the people are moved. Um, and and quite vocal, you know. there's There's been so many cases of where people are just coming up and just going, thanks. Oh, we had a gentleman the other night who is a grown man. He was like, I would say his late 30s, um, sitting on the hill just over there. And he was sitting by himself following the show, sobbing. Um... And he was a friend of one of our tech crew, of which the tech crew, um, Tim Lighting Man, came over and said, hey, do you mind going up and talking to that gentleman over there? He's a friend of mine, and he's just, like, had a reaction to your show. Mm. Um, it turns out that he also has a similar story. He's, fair, he's a white fellow, but, but actually has um, Aboriginal blood. Mm. But his family has chosen to um, deny that mm. their Aboriginality because the small country town they lived in was, I guess, safer to assimilate. Um, but he's always had a strong connection to his a want to, to discover mm. that side of him. So the stories were very um, real to him. So, yeah, he had a, you know, mm. a moment and then I introduced him to the cast, and, of which there was a really nice connection and bond. And, and now we've got his details. So I said, you know, got any questions you want to help us? We want to help you with your journey too. Mm. And so that's, that's the, that's the uh, I guess, the, our responsibility, you know, as artists.
0: Well, thank you, Natana. And finally, being streets of your town, I should ask you, here we are at Woodford, this amazing little community of Woodfordia that just pops up every year. Do you have a favourite street? Have you had a chance to get out and wander around? A favourite place here in this little, uh, uh, almost fantasy world, isn't
1: it, Well. Uh, like that street just there in front of that is Lamington Lamington Drive
0: so we love it yeah. <laughs> how apt is that oh, no. and I didn't know that it wasn't planned no. just happened to be yeah. <laughs> thank you Natan is Definitely there anything nuts. else you'd like to add that I haven't asked
1: got an opportunity to come see Chasing Smoke
0: oh that's right so you'll be touring around Australia
1: yes that's a, that's a the regional um, we're building a tour it's it's a ways to go, but yep. So
0: looking at the website, keep an yeah, eye on that, would that be best? Yeah, Casa Circus website. And you've got Facebook for Buff Chasing Facebook. Smoke as well. That's right. Thank
1: you very much.
0: That was Samoan Australian director Natano Anana speaking to us from the rehearsal set of Chasing Smoke.